clay shooters. It's that time again. That time again. These guys aren't just anybody. They're good. It's time for the Dead Pair Podcast with Jason Rambo. Is your brain hear what your mouth is saying? And Sean Alley. He's large and in charge. Here to bring you all things sporting clays from the ins and outs. Tips and tricks, news and gossip from pro shooters, service and industry specialists, coaches, clubs, and more. Often imitated, never duplicated. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. Welcome, everyone, to the Dead Pair Podcast. Yeah, Sean Alley, 2022, rolling in. Can you believe we made it this far? Well,. I knew I'd make it this far. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the glass half full guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, everyone! Welcome to the Dead Prayer Podcast 2022. Yep, very first, very first episode of 2022. We welcome you all back. Jason and I coming back off a little hiatus. Uh, did not produce anything during the week of Christmas or New Year's. Uh, winding up 2021, we needed a, a well-deserved break. I think I just needed time away from you. Is all it was. Yeah, I know. I get that a lot. I can. I take you in small doses. Smother? Am I too smothered? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> no, no. Um, we've got a lot of exciting stuff to announce. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, if y'all listen to the intro, you noticed there was no commercial at the beginning. There's not going to be any commercials this year. Because we have made some agreements with our sponsors, which means exciting things for you guys. Because instead of listening to a boring commercial that once you've heard it once or twice, hey, guess what? We'll hit the skip button. Well, no. We're going to do something cool. We're going to get paying customers. That's right. Paying customers from these sponsors, not a sponsored paid shooter, to come on and tell us about what they bought, how it helped them, what their experience was with the product. So you're going to get like a little testimonial. Exactly. And these are, these are run-of-the-mill people, um, you know, blue-collar people spending their own money on this equipment. I don't think you can get truer or more factual testimony from people than the, the folks that are actually buying the stuff and using it and out I, there on their shooting tournaments and stuff. And I think they might be surprised of who is going to come on and talk about it. Yeah, well, we keep that under our hats for now. Do I have to? Teaser. Te- uh, whatever. You do what you want to do. I know. <laughs> I've never been able to stop you yeah, at this point, right. so just go for it, I guess. Yeah, well, it sounds like my wife talking to me. But anyway, we got some really cool things planned. Bear with us. And speaking of sponsors... First and foremost, we'd like to run down through the list. Negrini, thank you very much for joining us again this year. Yep. KL Ammo, Game Boy US, thank you, Doug and Dwight, for, for agreeing to another year of support. Of course, Atlas Traps, right? All-American Trap Company. Thanks to Scott and everybody over at Atlas for your support once yeah, again. Big time. Ari Ranger, Sarah has been just awesome to work with. Um, she really likes what's going on here. And they've agreed to support us again. And, of course, Bear Pelt. We, where would we be without Bear Pelt? Yep. Eric and Heather, thank you very much. Rhino Chokes, they came on with us late last year. They've agreed to another full year with us. So, thank you, Rhino. Odo Pro. Yes. Grace has agreed. For a year with us, thank you, Grace. We appreciate the opportunity, and it's been awesome working with you this far. And we look forward to 2022 with you. And last but not least is White Flyer. Everybody knows if you've been to a tournament anywhere in the United States, it's got White Flyer targets loaded in those traps. So thank you very much to White Flyer for joining us. Absolutely. These are awesome, awesome, awesome companies with great products. 
They've helped us along the way. We use their products. I mean, my own traps at home are loaded with white fire. You know, my ear protection is Odo Pro. My barrels are ported my, and choked with Rhino chokes. And the game, game bore ammo we shoot at every tournament always goes bang. So. That's right. And the bear pelt vests that we have are comfortable. They work. Our Ardy Ranger glasses, you know, I'm so stoked. My, my prescription lenses are, are React lenses. Finally, are finally on the way. Finally on the way. Um, Sean, you've been shooting with your reacts a while. You love them. I love them. I love them. Absolutely. You know what? I thought about something the other day. I went out and practiced and I turned my traps on and I went over and I just kind of smiled a little bit. My little AT 150, my very first Atlas trap that I bought three years ago. I have not touched that thing. I have not touched it. The only thing I've done is load targets in it, turn it off and on. I mean, I adjust it. Hopefully you you charge the battery once in a while. No. No, that new solar charger, that new thirty watt solar charger ah, from Atlas. There you go. It's it's untouched. The only thing I do is adjust the trap, you know, pitch and angle and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's super fast. Sure, to do that, but uh, flawless. I have not touched that trap, and of course, Negrini. Yeah, man, I love me some Negrini cases. Yep, They're absolutely. Awesome. And and they were our very first sponsor coming on the show. So hats off to them. Yes. So, so properly. Sean, now I am done thanking the sponsors. Okay. Do we have any time left for the show now? Maybe a couple minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic today is couples and shooting, and we thought this would be a fun way to start the year off. We're seeing more and more couples out there shooting. It's not just the guys anymore. The, the ladies are joining us, and they're having a hoot, and we love seeing it. So who's everyone's favorite couple in this country that shoots? Uh, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. Okay. So give me the first one. Well, I know exactly who it is. Are you are you testing me or were you yeah, just I'm teasing testing me? You. Come on, it's the Parkers. Yeah, that's that's got to be the Parkers. Golly. And, and then locally, the Prukas. Absolutely. Yeah, what the, what fun people. Yeah, the Prukas are the northern version of the Parkers. Puka, Pruka Parker. Wow, look at that. You just did something there. I did something there. <laughs> the old brain kicking, I don't know. And then hey, we're also going to do a Rhino Chokes segment and we're going to do an Odo Pro segment. So, Heck yeah. you guys Buckle up, hang on, let's get started. Okay, on the phone with us, we are very privileged to catch up with the Parkers, Mr. Malcolm, Miss Melanie. How y'all doing? We're doing great today, guys. How about you? Great. How's the weather up there in Ohio? Too too cold, too wet. Yeah, gray and dreary. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we're it's in gray, England. It's gray and dreary here today, too. Well, let's let's all hope for sunshine here in the next month or so when we head south to Florida. Yeah, right. So, our show today is on couples and shooting, and as far as I'm concerned, y'all are at the very top when it comes to couples and and sporting clays, and I couldn't think of anybody better to have on as soon as Sean and I came up with this idea. I'm like, we got to call Mr. Malcolm, Miss Melanie. (laughs) As y'all know, as awesome as this game is, it always seems like the mister kind of gets involved and and then drags his wife in. And next thing you know, they're off and running. And one of the biggest things we've heard in couples and shooting is can be that the the husband is kind of coaching the wife. And then that kind of, that could result in problems. And some people it doesn't. Um, so, Miss Melanie, let's start with you. What has been your take on this? I know Mr. Malcolm has been very instrumental in helping you get to the top. Is there times that it's like, eh, maybe I want to go see another coach or, you know, or is, is Malcolm always been your coach from day one? Well, certainly he's been my coach from day one. But the truth of the matter is, after we got married, I rode around on the cart and kept score for five years before I ever shot the first 
tournament. And I think my first tournament was uh, a charity event that I shot fairly well in. And so then I was pretty much hooked from there. But yes, I, I do agree. And, and Malcolm will tell you, because I've told him the same thing. He's primarily been my coach uh, the entire time. I have taken a few lessons from um, other coaches, Bill McGuire, um, Wendell Cherry, Andy Duffy's helped me along the way. But uh, I, I honestly say that Malcolm has been my primary coach. Now, it does create some difficulty now. I wouldn't say in the beginning, but, um, you know, now that I know more about the game and, and can pretty much hold my own out there, it caused a little bit of difficulty only because he talks to me differently than, say, he would your wife or right. uh, or, or anybody else. So. Um, that that would be the only issue that I think that we have. The the good thing about Malcolm and I is we've always had a great relationship. So uh, I would certainly never let anything like shooting get in the way. But he yes, he's been primarily my coach, and and I have always respected and admired his ability, and of course his take on the whole subject and what I'm doing or what I need to do. I, I take it wholeheartedly. Right. Malcolm, you got anything you want to add to that? Well, her granddad raised her. He was a citrus grower in Florida, and they had a fishing rod and a shotgun in the truck. So she knew the basics when we got married. You know, she had quail hunted and shot doves and stuff like that. But she was a very good student. Uh, She's eager to learn, and uh, she was very coachable. So I didn't have to do a whole lot. And uh, just work with her a little bit about consistency. That's that's the key to this game. If you pick your whole point and it works on the first shot, go back there every time right. and, and replicate what you just done. And the main thing is is really get a hard focus on that target. It takes a lot of people a long time to really figure out what focus is. And, you know, we're not just talking about looking at a clay target. We're talking about really seeing something defining on that target. Right. And, uh, but she done she done really good. Bill McGuire's been a lifelong friend and every time he comes through, we'll get together and, and he'll give her a little tune up. But mostly, you know, just work on her mental side of the game. You know, when you get to where you can shoot, that's one thing, but learning how to win is a long process. Yes. Well, we've noticed a lot more couples shooting at the tournaments that we've been going to. Obviously, a lot of husband and wives. Uh, we've even seen, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, or so on and so forth. So, I mean, it, it's out there, and I know people are doing it, and I think that's great. So, now, instead of Malcolm, you've got one person, which was you, going to these tournaments, and even with Miss Melanie coming along and, and driving the golf cart and everything, you know, adding that second person, obviously, you know, you're adding some expense, you got extra shells, extra tournament fees, maybe an extra gun. So for people that are on the fence or fellas maybe sitting there thinking, well, maybe I can get the wife involved with something we could do. I mean, in, in your opinion, is there any pros or cons that you want to call out with uh, having your significant other go along with you to tournaments? Well, I can definitely tell the sport is growing and, and I see more and more couples getting involved. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope we've had a little bit to do that, but we've really tried to be an ambassador for the sport. And I have no a, doubt. <laughs> it's a great family sport. Great family sport. And the only thing that I could say that we have done is we've cut back on the 
events once we get there with Melanie shooting as much as I was. And we both kind of chased Team USA. So we do the main, the FITAS, the prelim. Uh, but we've cut out the sub gauge, you know, and if they have two prelim, we cut out one of them where both of us can't afford to shoot because it is expensive. Yes. So, but when we, when we cut it back and that give us more time to visit with people and friends, we've got, we've got people all over America that we've made great close relationships shooting this game. And uh, I would highly encourage any, any husband and wife or father and son or mother and daughter. It's just a great family sport for everybody to get involved in. Well, definitely, it's one of those things that, uh, as you said, it's becoming more and more prominent. We and we love to see that. And and yes, you guys are definitely, definitely have to be responsible for part of that because obviously everybody knows you guys. When you go to the big tournaments, you guys are always floating around there, and and uh, everybody knows the Parkers. But hey, so let's talk a little bit more about the pros of shooting with your wife now. Obviously, a lot of people in their relationships, sometimes the husband and wife don't have common interests. So now we're talking about trying to integrate one hobby for both people. Do you think that's a good thing? I mean, my wife's always looking for stuff to do with me and she does like to go along. She doesn't shoot. She's got some neck problems that prevent her from shooting. I mean, I look at it as a good bonding experience. I mean, you know, for for any couple, it's a great thing to get together. I mean, don't you agree? I mean, this is this is time spending and bonding and doing something fun, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I probably wouldn't be as an accomplished shooter if she stayed at home because, you know, me going off to shoot every weekend is not real conducive to a great relationship. Right. But if she's with, if she's with me everywhere I goes and she gets to enjoy it and now, you know, she shoots like I do. So she really enjoys it as much as I do. And uh, usually she shoots in front of me. And uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, I'm a head taller than she is, so I can stand behind her. And it gives me a chance to view the birds, you know, maybe a couple more times before I stand in there and make my final game plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't get me wrong, every, everybody can get on your nerves a little bit if you say the wrong thing or whatever. But what, what we do is I don't say anything. We don't talk. She gets in there. She runs her program, and she shoots. I get up there. I do my thing. I shoot. And then when we we're riding to the next station, she may say, you know, what do you think about that? The way you approached it was a little bit different than me. And then I'll give her my opinion, but you don't want to do it in the box. You don't want to be coaching while you're shooting. But it's worked out great for us. I know some couples don't shoot on the same rotation, but it, it's not a problem for us, really. I mean, I enjoy her company. I enjoy watching her get better. And, you know, she has beaten me on a few times. And, and it really, just to see her light up, <laughs> you know, it's worth it to see the look on her face. Well, she really puts up a good score. Well, you know, something you alluded to there, Mr. Mister Malcolm, is you guys can kind of feed off of each other and talk about in between stations what you saw, what you struggled with, what worked good for you. And that without realizing it is your relationship building right i mean it's not just about the game itself it's about what the game creates for people do you think that that is should be something that should be a big selling point for couples i I think so for us it has really built a trust factor in there i mean if if i can't trust him who am i going to trust and if he can't trust me who's going to trust so 
now I, I will tell you that in the beginning I I never said I think you're in front I think you're in behind I I think maybe you put your head up because I wasn't sure but you know as I've progressed in the sport I can tell him now uh you're picking your head up or you know give a little bit more or or whatever whatever the case is and 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 he trusts me you know in in my dissertation of of how he's shooting and so that really is um a big part in relationship building obviously and uh we've been married not oh but we're about to, to celebrate 19 years so wow. um in that in that thank you in that 19 years um we've had very few crosswords and i can tell you that none of them have been on the sporting clays range you know i mean you just <laughs> uh, it just um is one of those things that yes, I think it, it does help build a relationship. Of course, you have to ha you have to work at that like anything else. And so, um, I, I certainly wouldn't allow shooting sports to to affect my relationship. And if it came down to that, then I would stop going or or whatever. But I, I think with Malcolm and I particularly, that it, it has been a, a great building force for our relationship. Well, you know, we're, I'm kind of going backwards here. I guess we should have started off with this. Uh, where, where have you all been hiding? I know you guys were, you, you had some illness there for a while, and but it seems like now you guys are starting to feel a little better. Um, was it just needed some time off or was it because of the illness we didn't see you out and about as much? Well, a lot of people don't know, but I had COVID in August and, um, I had a pretty bad case of COVID. I was sick for 29 days. and Ooh. Oh, my goodness. So I I did not – we weren't shooting at all, and, and, of course, Malcolm wasn't shooting at all. And um, when we did go shoot, the first major shoot that we shot was uh, the Fraser 500 up at Cherokee Rose. And I wasn't sure that I would have the energy to shoot because even when we would go practice or maybe shoot a smaller local tournament – I had trouble shooting the the hundred birds, and so we were shooting super sporting, and I had a great round going, probably the best round of my life, actually. And um, we had about three or four stations to go, and I told him, I said, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this. And sure enough, I the last three stations, I just tanked, and I just could not hold the gun up, and I didn't have the strength, but. Mm. Um, that was then and this is now and and we've kind of been working on our health a little bit and um, doing some other things and not not that we've been hiding it's just that we've been you know busy we've we've sold a business during that time and uh, bought a motorhome and um, just have been you know trying to work out all the bugs and and what that means and building my strength back up and but we're looking. We're really looking forward to February and the season that's upon us, and hopefully, I can get through that. Um, well, I'm going to start out slow with just a few events and and just not really push it. But right. he's ready to go, and so um, hopefully, everything will turn out well, and and we'll get going in February. With your situation, with couples in general, you know the traveling part of it. I mean, you just said you bought a motorhome. We do see a lot of people traveling with motorhomes. Uh, but I guess, you know, you can kind of look at it as almost like a mini vacation, right? You go to one of these shoots, you travel to a different state. I mean, whether you fly there, whether you drive there, 
I mean, you're spending time together. I can't think of anything better than, you know, obviously spending time with your spouse. Yeah, let, let me interject something here, too. And one thing that has helped us, I always shot a big shell, and, and I shoot pure gold chokes, and, and I would shoot either Nitro 1300s or uh, AA Super Sport 1300s, mm-hmm. and she would shoot a one-ounce 1250. Okay. And uh, I started having some neck issues after shooting for 23 years. And so I said, you know, I see her break the same targets I do at the same distance. So we both have kind of went to modified chokes and both went to a one-ounce shell. So that that kind of, you know, when I see her in front of me and then she's just whacking them, it, it, it builds confidence before I get in there. So it's kind of like NASCAR having a two-car team, you know. I'm watching her do what she's doing with the same equipment, the same gun. Right. And uh, it, it's really a confidence booster to, you know, have two people shooting the same chokes, the same shells, and the same color shotgun. That's worked great for us in the last couple of years. I was going to say, about about the motorhome thing and the traveling and all that kind of stuff, um, we recently just bought the motorhome, and we've taken it on, like, four small trips, but um, – and and – three of those have been to gun clubs and you know over the years we've seen our friends um ray and helen morris and uh paul and suzanne may now have a motorhome and and all all those people just kind of sitting around and enjoying everything where we've always been run back to the hotel get up at six o'clock in the morning run grab something to eat drag the guns in and out you know be careful is anybody watching <laughs> you know all this kind of stuff and and so we had been in atlanta well up up at Cherokee rose actually and we were dragging those guns in and out of the hotel and, and i looked at him and i was like i am so done with this because i was scared you know and yeah. and now they don't want you to bring the guns in the hotels and all that kind of stuff and so we had already been looking for a motorhome but i have thoroughly enjoyed that motorhome so far and I, I i don't know if you guys know or not but i'm a cook i love to cook and so i have bought me a little flat top razor grill and and i've cooked everything from hash browns to filet mignon on that thing and <laughs> I, I mean it, it just sitting there with our friends and enjoying the club and not being in a hurry and meeting new people i, I mean it's just been great and we love that travel aspect of it and of course we're in a position in our lives now where we're ready to slow down a little bit like i said we we uh, sold part of our business recently, and so that's going to give us the uh, leniency to maybe take a couple days extra to get there and a couple days extra to get home So, and not have to, you know, worry about – Malcolm has always said, you know, he, he never has really considered himself a professional because he had a job. And we would shoot like crazy on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and drive all night Sunday night because we had to work Monday morning. And so it'll give us a little bit more time, you know, to spend at the club and focus on the game this year. And so we're looking forward to that and can't wait uh, to set up and meet new people and, and just enjoy the club and our times there. Wow, how fun. You know, to allude to something that Sean said about a mini vacation you know, Miss Melanie, it was you last year that was trying to get me to go down to Vero Beach. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, time off work and everything. And you're like, listen, there's nothing better around Valentine's Day 
than having dinner on the beach with your wife in February. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I went to my wife. And I'm like, hey, look, Miss Moni said that. And she, boy, you should have seen her ears and smile light up that, hey, we're going to Florida in February. So, um, of course, it worked out. I wasn't able to get off work. But my point is, like Sean said, a mini vacation. So even even if your wife doesn't shoot or significant other doesn't shoot, it's still though it's it's that little i mean you're not just going to a gun club you're you're going to go to a whole new area to visit all the sights and sounds and all that stuff and it does become a mini vacation right it absolutely does and we have friends from new york um kim and john fritz who come to florida every year and she doesn't shoot but she loves to spend time on the beach and so you know i mean i would assume better for him in his mind to know that his wife is 20 miles, you know, away at the beach rather than, you know, back up in New York. So um, it does become a mini vacation. And then, look, ladies, introduce yourself to other people. I have no qualms in people walking up to me and introducing themselves to me and things like that. But for you ladies that may not shoot, you know, get together, get a couple, three of you, go spend the day at the spa or at the beach or shopping or whatever. I mean, there's there's always – great things to do usually, you know, around the gun clubs that we shoot at, particularly the larger gun clubs, you know, the, the Northbrooks and uh, all the gun clubs in Florida, what better time to spend than February in Florida? I mean, really? So, you know, make, make a plan and reach out to people, reach out to people on Facebook, you know, even because I'm, I'm friends with thousands of people on Facebook that I've never even met, but but if your husband's shooting, reach out to someone else or reach out to me or I'll introduce you to somebody maybe that you can hang with. It's just, but it is a great time and it's a great family time. And then, and then you get to spend the dinners at the club and the award ceremonies. And, you know, it's just, it is a mini vacation. And like Malcolm said, it's a great family sport. My gosh, you're right. I mean, it it's becomes a miniature family vacation is what it does because of all the people that you meet and get to hang out with and all the experiences. Well, and, and speaking of that, you guys have done a phenomenal job with your podcast. And um, last year at Quail Creek, I had a couple walk up to me that was shooting in front of us and they were from Ohio and, and, and forgive me because I can't remember their names. I can see them plain as day. But um, she walked up to me and said, it's because of you and your podcast with Jason and Sean that I'm out here today shooting. Well, that was the first time anybody had said anything like that to me. And I mean, it was it, I mean, it was kind of surreal, but I, I was so proud, not only not only of us, but of you guys, too, for, you know, sharing the message and and expanding the sport like you have because it, it's been great. And even even with her, she she come back to me a couple, three stations later, and she said, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just not shooting like I, I usually shoot. And I said, well, you're at a big tournament. And I said, I've been watching you. And I said, do me a favor. And she said, what's that? And I said, slide your hand back on that forehand just a little bit. And give your, She was a big girl, and, and she was running out of room, swing room, you know. And I said, just run your hand back just a little bit on that forehand, and I said, you'll pick up uh, a, a lot more width in, in your swing. And sure enough, she did. And I, I, think she, I think she shot like 67 that day or something like that, and she was over the moon. And it, it's, it's about that. Uh, to, for me, it's not so much competing anymore. Um, I, I kind of feel like I've uh, reached my peak there, 
but it's still certainly about building the sport and, and being good sports. Well, and that's the wonderful thing that Jason and I were able to realize about this whole sport. He went down to the Florida State shoot, met you guys there. And then I was down there uh, the month after in February for the Gator Cup, and I met you both there. I mean, you guys are just wonderful people and just made me feel completely at ease. And again, I, I, I can only portray this as much as I possibly can for anybody that's out there on the fence thinking that they don't belong or they, they shouldn't be going to these other big tournaments across the country. You really should. I mean, there's just so many great people to meet, so many great people to talk to, and you can form uh, lifelong friendships really quickly. And we, you know, our biggest thing is take someone new shooting. And because of the theme of this episode, Take your wife or girlfriend. Right. And you know what, gals? If you're the one that's out there busting birds, drag the husband or boyfriend out there and say, hey, look, you may win at golf and bowling or whatever other activity you guys do, but I'm going to kick your butt in some clays here. (laughs) So, um, But, Miss Melanie, thank you very much for those compliments. We appreciate that. Yeah, we sure do. We work very hard at trying to give back to a sport that's given us so much. Well, we appreciate both of you guys, what you do. We look forward to your podcast every time you have one. I think I've listened to every podcast that's ever, ever been produced. Y'all do a phenomenal job. and Keep up the good work, and we're going to try to make uh, about 90% of the regionals this year and try to make Team USA again this year. So we'll, we'll be in the big bus and have the Ranger behind us, and y'all come by and hang out. That'd be awesome. We look forward to it. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Malcolm. We appreciate that very much. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Hey, y'all be safe. We'll be talking to you soon. Yep. See you guys. All right. See you down Thank the road. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. On the phone with us for this Rhino segment is Mr. Henning Matthew. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Jason? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're doing great. Thanks. Um, Henning, we ran into you down at Nationals. And well, first of all, tell everybody where you're from, what gun you shoot and where, what class are you in? All right. Well, I'm a uh, California shooter. Hopefully, hopefully you guys don't get hate mail for that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, sh- <laughs> I shoot in California. Um, I'm currently just punched into master. I wouldn't consider myself a master class shooter just yet, but technically in it. I've been shooting now for about eight years, uh, on and off with many different disciplines. Um, I like to shoot everything, uh, not really specific to one, but primarily shoot sporting fee task and ZZ birds. Gotcha. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with you down there. Uh, we shot the, it was the Krieg off K cup, wasn't it? Uh, is that what we all shot? Yeah, it was the K cup. K cup. Yeah. So right when I got the, uh, right when I got the, the porting done. Right. And that leads us to the the big uh, question here. So, well, first of all, what gun do you shoot? Oh yeah. Okay. What gun do you shoot? I, I shoot a Kohler max light sporter, uh, you, 32 you, inch barrels. Did you just hear um, what that man said, Sean? I, I heard exactly what he, he said. He shoots a Kohler. I, I get that. I get that. He, he shoots a Kohler. Sean Jason Alley. does a little happy dance every, every time. Something. Oh Lord, here we go. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Jason does a little happy dance every time he gets a fellow Kohler shooter on the show. So, <laughs> Um, no, I hear you. I hear you, Jason. I'm a big fan personally, you know, look, all the guns are good guns and they all shoot the same thing. Right. But I'm just really happy with my gun. hundred percent made in America, just a really good quality gun. And it's, um, you know, something that, uh, I continue to enjoy and, and it, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like it more the more I shoot it. Exactly. Well, while we were shooting down there, I think if memory serves me correctly, I had just 
gotten was it did i have my gun done for the k cup or was it after that it was after that okay Uh, yours was after right because i had mine done and then you were going to get yours done right after gotcha gotcha yeah because we did that video and everything down there while we were there with the rhino guys um so let's ask the all-important question so people talk about porting there seems Mm -hmm. to be about as many opinions on porting as there is whether or not you should shoot seven and a half or eights um so, so i mean you know it's definitely a hot topic so let's just ask you the big, honest question. So far, since you've had your porting done, what has been your overall thoughts on it? No, that's a good question. And and, and if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to preface it with, I'm, I'm not sponsored by anyone. I'm just your average everyday weekend, you know, competitor. Um, went into this kind of blind, actually, and a little naive. You know, I didn't need to do any research on porting or anything like that prior to this. What happened was, I, I know a couple of pros, I hope they don't mind me name dropping them, but um, I was talking to Derek Mine at um, one of the tournaments, and we both shoot a Kohler Max Light Sporter, pretty similar setup, and I was asking him about his gun, and he mentioned that he shoots with Rhino Porting, and uh, you know he had Rhino Porting, and he has ported um, chokes as well, at least at the time. So I hadn't had a ported gun at that time, just was shooting ported chokes, and so I just sat in the back of my mind, didn't think anything of it. Then I talked to uh, you know another pro, Zach Keenbaum, um, who also has rhino porting. Supposedly had been getting rhino porting for the last who knows how long. Big proponent of it. Then you hear on these podcasts, you know Anthony Matarese, Corey Cruz, Brad Kidd, all those guys have theirs uh, ported, and and also through Rhino. It sounds like it. Hope I'm not mislabeling anyone there. No, I think you're accurate. And so you, yeah, yeah. So it it just kind of stuck with me. But you know when I was at nationals, never thought you know I was at nationals this year and never thought I'd get. Uh, ported barrels. I just went to the trailer and was just checking it out, kind of like a you know a shopper. And uh, I was surprised to find out that you could do it within an hour. Uh, they could do it right there on the trailer within an hour, and uh, it was only going to cost me two hundred forty bucks, one hundred twenty per barrel. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to get it done. I'm like, if the pros are doing it, there's got to be something to it. Again, totally blind, naive into it, right? So I get it done, and um, you know, it, it made a difference. And I could tell you it definitely made a difference on shooting one and one eighth ounce loads. Um, that's where I could absolutely feel a difference in, I guess, felt recoil or I, I couldn't tell from muzzle flip, but I've taken some video afterwards where you can definitely see the difference in muzzle flip with the one ounce loads, which is what we were shooting or I was shooting with you guys at the K cup. I didn't notice that much of a difference, but what I could tell you is I wasn't fighting the gun as much on the recovery shot. Um, so that took a little bit of an adjustment, frankly, but, um, aside from that, um, it's, I, I think it's been beneficial. You know, I think these things are pretty controversial because you've got folks on the pro Porter side and the anti Porter side, and I get both sides of it. I learned a lot about it after the fact, um, had a lot of guys in my ear at the shoot saying, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You ruined some good barrels, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and frankly, I got a little paranoid about it. Um, cause again, I didn't do any research prior to that, but afterwards and my personal experience now uh, I'd absolutely get it done again. It, it's definitely made a little bit of a difference in, in terms of felt recoil and muzzle flip. And I've been happy with it so far. You know, if anything, I'd say the only downside to it is your gun gets a little dirty um, <laughs> from from the carbon buildup. Yep. But I've you got a tip from a friend who said just slather on a little bit of grease on the on the port holes. Uh, and when you're done shooting, just wipe it off. And, and he was right. It, it worked pretty well. I do the same thing, but I used um, I personally use Qmax oil. So I'll put a, you know, instead of where you would put a squirt on your barrels and wipe it off, I just kind of left it on there a little thick, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And again, the same thing, it just 
falls right off with a rag, you know. You know, short story, we we uh, lost some shells on the very last leg of the main at the Nationals, and we had to shoot our buddies ounce and an eighth, 1250s. And I'll tell you what. Whoa. Ounce and eighth, 1300. 1300s. Okay, yeah, they were 1300s, and you could definitely tell. It's like, wow, these things, they don't kick any harder than, than a standard 1200 or 1250 now with, uh, yeah. with, the, with the porting. I agree. I definitely feel the difference on those hotter loads. And I think, I think that's the, that's the benefit of getting it done is that if you, you know, if you just stick to one ounce shells and that's all you're ever going to shoot, I get it. Maybe you may not see the value in it, but if you want that flexibility of being able to shoot whatever you want and have the advantage of less muzzle flip or, you know, whatever the benefits are porting, then absolutely go for it. You know, given that I shoot pretty much everything and I'm not saying I'm great at any of them, but you know, I shoot, uh, every discipline that you can imagine, um, you know, it, it comes in handy for me, you know, and when I'm shooting light loads, no big deal. But when I shoot heavier loads, it absolutely makes a difference. Well, Hanning, thank you for spending some time with us, man. We really appreciate it. Um, we look forward to shooting with you again. And Yeah, definitely. Had so, a great time with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to run, Hanning, but thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and talking about your, your rhino porting experience. And uh, we'll definitely catch up with you soon, buddy. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It was a pleasure shooting with you as well, and I definitely hope to see you guys out in the range again. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you, Hanny. See you, Hanny. All right. Joining us on the phone, Ben McAnally. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Ben, for those that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what class you shoot? Yes, sir. Uh, so I, I'm, I live in Abilene, Texas. Um, I'm a master class shooter. And a uh, little side note, I'm actually the current president of the Texas Sporting Clays Association. So, uh, <laughs> cool. try, you know, trying trying to represent Texas as best we can. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You guys are shooting state down there. We admire that. Uh, Thank well, you. Well, okay. So we're going to talk about OtoPro. Uh, let's yes. start off asking you, when did you get a set of OtoPro ears and how long have you had them? Yeah, I got my, uh, I got my first ears done uh, at Nationals 2020. Uh, met Dr. Grace there with... Uh, the Dwight and uh, Doug, the game board guys, and uh, they kind of made the introduction. And uh, I, it was something I knew that I needed for a while. I'd been a foam earplug guy. I, I always liked the ability to just, uh, you know, they were never more than 10 cents a pair, right? So when you lose them, it doesn't matter. But right. I just, I, I knew I needed to do something, especially with as much as we shoot and, you know, for hunting. Uh, it's terrible to hunt with foam earplugs. So I wanted the electronic. I just didn't know how to take the plunge. And then when we met, uh, it seemed like a good idea. Gotcha. So how long have you had them? You said two, you said two, 2020. And what what model did you get? Yeah, I got the uh, the in the ear, the phantoms, the the Bluetooth electronics that that just kind of boost everything they pair with your phone turn them up turn them down yeah uh and i've been real happy Uh, that's the ones that i have and i absolutely love them. yeah they're Um, great of that model what's your favorite feature what's what's your what's your one thing you like the most about it yeah i um probably the ability to turn the volume up and down on your phone you know uh, we've all shot big tournaments where there's a lot of hustle and bustle and it's good to be able to reach, reach down into the front of your vest, grab your phone, move that slider to the left and it quiets down the dozen people behind you and the cart down the road and et, et cetera. And then turn it right back up when you need to interact with your friends and your squad mates. Right. Um, so listen, with, 
that in mind, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that they don't want to spend the money on an expensive set of years. And I get that because I used to be that guy not too long ago. But let's talk turkey. I mean, when you're really starting to talk about a set of years like this, what can you tell a person that's on the fence or maybe doesn't believe that the money spent on these things are a benefit? What would you, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, I, I would, I would tell them that, um, it was, it was really revolutionary for my shooting. I, um, I, I hunt a decent amount, um, and I've been wearing them hunting. It's so important to communicate with those around you. Um, sporting clays, I, I'm always trying to, you know, help people or visit with people on the course. And, you know, if you have one earplug out so that you can have a conversation, even if you're just behind the cage a little bit, it's still not hearing safe. And so, um, it's, it's a, I'm a relatively young guy, mid thirties and already have a little bit of hearing, you know, shotguns and rifles already have a little hearing damage. And I just know that if I'm going to, if I'm going to make it to too much longer with my ears intact, that it, that it was, it was something that I really needed to do. And, and, and Grace just hit it out of the park from the fitting process. Um, she did some consultations with me when I first received them. Uh, first time I put them in my ear, it was a little awkward, took just a little bit of getting used to. And now they're, they're just, you know, uh, it's like having a watch on, right. You just, you can't leave home without it. Right. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a big change for me. I was worried that they would fall out or I would lose them or drop them and, you know, no, no issues. She's got two or three options for, for lanyards. I don't use those. They're so well fit that they just live inside your ear. Right. That's a, that was the first thing that I noticed just putting them in how comfortable they were. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And I had to, I figured it out that if I put mine in and I kind of give them a little bit of a rotation counterclockwise, that they, yeah. that they really kind of fit in there nice and snug. And you're like, eh, man, that's going to cause pain here in an hour. Nope. Yeah. I don't want it to, nope. I get to the point. I don't want to take them out because uh, yes, I love the way yes. they work, you know? Yeah, it was, it was uh, Sunday evening at nationals. We were waiting. I had a good friend that was in a shoot off and I was standing there and all of a sudden I realized my ears, I, I had my ears in since eight o'clock that morning. It's seven and seven in the evening. And, you know, you never thought twice about it. You just get to where, you know, I don't take them out for lunch. I don't take them out to visit. They're just, uh, they're the ticket. Yeah, for sure. Well, they're definitely a nice product and Grace definitely knows her stuff. That's for sure. Uh, any, any other final thoughts or any, uh, thing you want to tell our listeners about the Odo pros? Yeah. So, and I, and I heard, I heard Grace on one of your earlier podcasts talk about, um, she's really, uh, kind of agnostic about the product. She just wants to deliver the best service model. And so I do have some stories about that. Um, my right ear, it just wasn't holding a charge. Um, I called her and I thought, man, this is probably going to cost me a couple hundred bucks, but that's okay. This is a great product. I'm in. And when we got off the phone in five minutes, I had a UPS overnight label in my email inbox it overnighted to the service department. They overnighted it back. So I sent it in on a Tuesday, had it back on a Friday and was shooting Saturday morning. Wow. And so That's I will incredible. say that, yeah, what you get when you do business with Otopro, you know, over time, technology is going to improve. I'm sure she'll carry different products. Um, she's made me some silicone ones that are just like the plain silicone uh-huh. molds like you've always seen as kind of backups but the point is dr grace is always going to pick up your call always going to return your email and i thought she was just doing me a favor because you know we had a lot of mutual friends turns out she treats everybody that way so 
Odopro is, I don't care what kind of ears you get. Um, in my opinion, that's the only place you go for hearing protection. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good testimony right there. This is this has been a reoccurring story with everybody we've talked to that's came in contact with Dr. Grace and Odopro. And they're a fantastic company run by a very wonderful lady. And we're glad they're part of the show. And, you know, Ben, I think you said it very, very well. And we appreciate you spending some time with us for sure. Yep. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And um, so thank you guys so much for what you do. Uh, I've, I've got lots of shooting friends here in Texas that that listen to you guys regularly and and, and super appreciate the promotion of uh, registered sporting clays. Well, awesome. we appreciate Thank that, you. and we, we appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> we're we're going to have to get you a T-shirt down there so you can make them all jealous. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. We'll be down here in Texas here before long, and uh, we'll, we'll run into each other, and, and uh, maybe we'll go get some lunch. Yeah, bring your appetite. Oh, we'll deal. do. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you. Okay, joining us on the phone, uh, good friends of ours uh, we've known quite a long time, Paul and Roseanne Pruka. Paul and Roseanne, how you guys doing? We're doing great this afternoon. Doing good. Good. Hey, uh, for those that don't know you, I know you're very well known around the Midwest in these parts. Uh, tell everybody where you're from and what classes you shoot. We're from Michigan, and I am in A class. Um, also from Michigan. If you can believe that, um, I'm, I'm currently in master class. I'm one of the guys that kind of bounced back and forth between double A and master. Gotcha. So today I'm in master. Who knows what after the first year will bring? I hear you. I recently punched up there myself, and it's 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 a little daunting once you get up there into the big leagues. So, anyways, we've uh, we've been talking. This whole episode is about couples and shooting. And, uh, you know, we've noticed over the years since we got back into the sport in 2017, we're noticing a lot of couples, a lot more couples shooting, a lot of couples traveling, a lot of couples using this to, uh, to further build their relationship, kind of do tournaments and stuff as many vacations, uh, helps build bonding and all that fun stuff. Tell us, what is it about shooting together that appeals most to you guys? Well, I mean, just you know, being together, it's a common thing that we do. It, it's just, it's our outlet, you know, people, other people bowl, they golf, they go fishing, they do whatever, but this is our thing. And it's something we're both very passionate about. And we, we enjoy doing it together. You know, it's just, you meet so many good people and it's, hey, you guys know, you, you know, you guys been around long enough to see the, the people that were around and absolutely. Um, it's just a, it's a great place to, you know, spend time with your spouse. Yeah. When we first started shooting together, we were doing mostly local um, clubs and tournaments. And as we realized how much we both enjoyed it, um, that got us into the camping aspect of it and getting out further and going on making vacations of these um, tournaments, which just opened up, you know, so many doors for us and meeting new people and, traveling to different locations and just really getting some more enjoyment out of it. Gotcha. Well, and then, you know, for those that wouldn't know your backstory, I guess who started what and who invited who into the game? <laughs> well, I've been, I've been tinkering around with it for many, many years. Um, you know, local clubs shooting trap and skeet and, you know, like most of everybody else started out hunting somebody along the line introduced me to shooting clays and I thought, wow, this is something that's pretty awesome. I can, instead of going out and maybe getting a shot or two, 
in the afternoon, I can shoot 25, 50, 100 rounds, you know, and, and have a lot more fun doing it. And, you know, that kind of expanded out uh, for me probably in the early 2000s. Um, one of the locals at the club that I, you know, got to be good friends with, he said, hey, why don't you go shoot sporting clays with us? And I had shot at a time or two, like at hunt clubs, you know, during the pheasant hunts and stuff. And I, I kind of knew it, but I didn't know anything about the registered shooting. So he kind of talked me into it. And at the time, um, I had never been to Detroit Gun Club. And Detroit Gun Club, if, if you don't know, it's a private club. And you have to know somebody there to get in. Or you have to shoot an NSCA tournament. So he said, hey, we're going to go shoot Detroit Gun Club. Uh, you want to come with us? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I want to shoot there. I want to see the magic behind the curtain. You know, I've never been there. Sure. And I wanted to go. So I went to the first tournament, whatever year that was, um, early 2000s, and just shot Hunter class the first time. And, you know, I was immediately hooked. And um, I couldn't wait to get back the next month. And I had signed up for the next month. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. And then you brought Roseanne along. Yeah, so when Paul and I met in 2006, and Paul was just, he was shooting some tournaments. We actually went on a little trip to um, Alpena, Lewiston area for, um, they had a combined shoot, two-day shoot going on. And, you know, I was sitting in the golf cart watching him go through the tournament and just thinking about how intimidating it was watch this you know like I never dreamed that I would get involved and enjoy shooting in tournaments um to at that point Paul had taken me to shoot some skeet um maybe some little 50 bird events sporting clays and stuff like that but a few years later um he got me into um signing up for getting registered with the NSCA and shooting some tournaments and a lot of that revolved around um, seven years ago, I had my first bout of breast cancer in the tournaments in the shooting, the sporting clays was what really motivated me to work through my treatment and get back into shooting shotguns again. And um, so the experience with the, the tournaments was a real motivator for me throughout my history of dealing with breast cancer off and on. So gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, a question that I asked earlier to the to the Parkers was sometimes when it's husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend out shooting, you know, it's usually the male that gets into it first and then brings his wife or girlfriend along. And then, of course, because they have more experience, they're the ones that wants to coach. They're the ones that wants to help out. And sometimes that can cause a little friction. So my question Let's start with you, Roseanne. Sorry, Paul, ladies first. Were you guys able, were you able to take instruction from Paul pretty easy? Or were you like, hey, look, just back off. Let me figure this out. I'm going to go to a coach. And you guys still were able to maintain or how, how did that go? No, actually, our relationship is, I mean, we have a very easygoing relationship as far as encouraging each other. And when he got me shooting um, shotguns I, and granted I've been shooting shotguns throughout um, my law enforcement career, but never at a moving 
you know, moving clays. Right. So it was a different experience. I knew some of the basics of shooting shotgun. Uh, however, um, Paul was really good in the beginning of getting me going with hitting the birds and um, just helping me along. But he was the one that actually pushed me into uh, taking some lessons with Pat Lesky at Michigan Shooting Centers. And that just helped develop more off of the basics that Paul had taught me. Gotcha. So, Paul, obviously you're a smart man, so you're going to agree with your wife. Uh, <laughs> but is there any tips that you would have for a couple out there that's getting started shooting together when it comes to coaching and helping out? Well, obviously they have to be comfortable in, you know, whatever arena, arena you put them in. Um, if the gun's beating them up, you know, obviously that's not going to help. So finding something that fits them reasonably well and just have fun with it, you know, don't necessarily be all that concerned on how great your score is in the beginning. Just get out there and break some targets and have some fun and, you know, hone the skills and, you know, the rest will kind of fall into place. Um, I know for us, like Roseanne said, you know, I, I got her as far as I could get her, but I'm not a instructor or a coach by no means. So, you know, at, at that point we reached out and, you know, she's had, a, you know, several different people she's worked with over the years that's helped her along. Well, know, let's, and, let's feed off of that for a second. Um, instruction. Paul, have you had any instruction or have you kind of been self-taught on everything? Um, you know, early on I had instructions with Pat Lesky um, back, once again, back in the early 2000s. Other than that, other I, I spent an afternoon with Robert Hartford couple years ago i mean other than that not really you know just kind of you know for the most part once i got the basics you know i've been self-taught but i'm kind of at the point now where i need to either get comfortable and being mediocre or you know make the next step and try to get better you know right so i'm actually i'm actually talking with pat lesky right now about you know getting back on board with him and getting in some more coaching and you know, seeing how far I can get along with that. And Roseanne, you said you had a lesson with Pat. Is there anybody else that helped you along the way? I had a few lessons with Pat. Um, I too spent an afternoon with Robert Hartford for um, some instruction. And uh, just recently I've been taking a couple lessons from Christina at Eagle's Nest. Oh, nice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, so let's talk a little bit about, the experience of shooting together. Now, uh, the Parkers, we talked to them uh, earlier, and they just recently invested in their first RV because as long as they've been shooting, they've been doing the whole travel to the hotel and drag your guns and gear and everything back and forth, and she was telling us what a pain that was, and and, and they watched all their friends and stuff that were camping and had RVs or campers and really enjoying the uh, the relaxation, you know, between the shooting. So you guys, I know as long as I've known you, you guys have had a camper and you pretty much, uh, bring that along with you to most shoots when you travel out of state, don't you? Yeah, we do. We've had a couple different RVs. I'm currently, we've got a, a fifth wheel toy hauler that we just bought a few months ago that we can put the Ranger right in the back of it. Um, we've kind of, we've tried a bunch of different things for, Right now, that seems to work pretty well. It has an onboard generator and big tanks and all that stuff. So if we want to 
boondock somewhere that don't have services, we can do that. You know, obviously we would rather have an electric hookup and things like that, but that's not always the the case at, at a lot of the local places that you go to. You know, we're fortunate with Cardinal being relatively close to us, you know, within three hours. That's, you know, kind of our home base for getting our camping and shooting and getting that scratching that itch as it were yeah and i mean almost you can think of it uh, like we've said it before it's kind of like a mini vacation you guys go you travel of course you're there to shoot you're shooting a tournament or whatever it is that you're doing but then on your off hours you're able to hang out together you can cook together visit with other campers that are there i mean it's a really big experience right well correct you know in the the thing that that we really noticed over the last two years living with the the virus that we're dealing with right now, like, you know, it seems to never go away, but when you have your own RV, you can control your own environment. You know, you, you know, that it's clean, you know, that things are, you know, you, you just know what you're walking into. You don't always know that when you're going into a hotel, you don't know what you're getting, not to discredit hotel, that industry, but it, it's, it's always nice to have your own pillow and blanket, yeah. you know, and at, at the end of the, the day, you, it's nice to go back there and just relax and you're not in a rush to go out to dinner. You're not in a rush to get anywhere. I mean, everything is right there. You know, it's just, it's so much more relaxing. I mean, the stress level is there getting there when you're pulling that 40 foot rig through downtown (laughs) St. Louis, you know, or wherever. I mean, the stress level is there, but you know, once you get there and get set up, I mean, the stress goes out the window. We enjoy it the most when we can camp right at the facility that we're shooting at. It's just so nice to wake up in the morning and have breakfast there. No, you don't have to worry about any traffic. And, you know, you're already there. You can enjoy the grounds. In the evenings, we like to take our dog, Layla, and, you know, she likes to go for rides in the ranger and look for wildlife and stuff in the evenings and, you know, have a cocktail and relax in the evening. Um, it's, it's just nice to be there and you feel like you're a, a part of the action more when you're staying there. Well, yeah. And then I've noticed, I mean, uh, Dan Bailey was saying a long time ago, he said that, uh, you know, back in the day when he was shooting, it was a social event and people would go to these tournaments and then they'd hang out for hours afterwards, sometimes well into the evening. And it was, you know, you visit, you talk, you chat, you shoot the breeze, you talk about shooting or whatever it is. I mean, if you're there camping, you're probably visiting with other shooters. You're probably probably got some other friends there that you can hang out with. I mean, you know, it's gotta be much more fulfilling than going back to your hotel room, getting a shower, jumping in bed, and then getting up, driving back to the shoot the next day. Cause we've done that. I mean, we know how that is. And it, it does get to be a grind, especially if you're traveling a lot. And I know you guys travel all over the place. I mean, I, it seems like every other week you, I see you guys are out on the road somewhere. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, it, I don't know. It's just, it opens up so many more opportunities with the camper that we probably, if we were traveling in an airplane and going through all that, we probably wouldn't do it. You know, we, we have a dog and if you have animals, you know how that is. It's sure you have to kennel them. You have to find somebody to take care of them, all that stuff. And with the, with the camper, we can just take her with us and we don't have to worry about it. And, you know, we just. Well, and I think it's actually given us a chance to get to know other shooters better. You know, if we get squatted with somebody we haven't met before, you know, hey, our camper's right over there. If you want to come by and have a drink, 
this evening or, you know, we've really gotten to know people from other states and it's just been really nice to be able to network like that. And I don't think we could do that as much if we didn't have the, the camper with us. Well, and just want to touch on one last thing, because you mentioned about bringing your dog. And I tell you what, you've got one of the most spoiled dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know too many other dogs that get their toenails painted. I always crack up when I see your photos on Facebook and stuff. That's that's so freaking awesome that I see her at all the shoots. That's just great to bring her along. Need to get her a, a, a bear pelt hoodie or something. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Her own little bear pelt dog vest or something. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Do you guys have any last closing thoughts, any last advice you would give to a couple that's wanting to get into this together? Start slow and just get out there and have fun. You know, don't, don't be concerned about the score. Don't be concerned about what other people are thinking or watching. So many people, men and women, when they're starting out, they're so worried about that group that's standing behind them and, oh, they're looking at me or they're counting my score or they're doing whatever. And as you guys know, you've been around it. They could care less what you're doing. Exactly. They have no idea how you're shooting. They don't, they, they're worried about the, how they're shooting. They could care less how you're doing. So just don't, you know, try to block that out and go out and have fun. I would say if they did care about anything, it's that you're having fun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you're not having fun, then, you know, unless you're, you know, awesome at shooting sporting clays and you're, you're looking to be HOA or something. It's all about having fun, meeting new people. And I, I love being competitive. Don't get me wrong, but you know, in the end it's, you know, it's the people that you meet and the enjoyment of just breaking some clays. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we all have a mutual friend in Leslie, right? That girl, I think the first time she competed, she shot a 16, and you'd have thought she just won the national championship. You know, <laughs> so to, to Paul's credit and, well, to both your credits, it doesn't matter what you're shooting as long as you're having fun, right? Absolutely, yeah. We just shot with Leslie last night. We met for Cosmic Clays up at Island Lake Michigan Shooting Centers, and um, she just got a new gun for Christmas from Santa. Yeah, we heard. Oh we heard. <laughs> and she she shot it well, and she had a blast. And and just looking at her videos, if you have a chance to go on Facebook and look at Leslie's videos, that says it all. You know, just have fun, shoot the targets, and just work on improving. But don't put all that pressure on yourself, especially in the beginning. So I have one last question for you both, and it's okay if you have different answers. I know, Paul, you said start off small, you know, if you're a couple getting into this game together. But you guys have traveled all over the place. Name one shoot. It could be as big as you want or small as you want. Name one shoot that you recommend as a couple that they put on the calendar for the year. Let's start with you, Roseanne. I would recommend the DU shoot, Ducks Unlimited shoot in Branson, Missouri. It was amazing talk about having a vacation inside of a, a sporting clay event the grounds were absolutely beautiful there was a variety of um different events that you could shoot and the scenery was just amazing um i would i would recommend getting out and shooting all different sizes of shoots in different locations that you know 
the terrain in different states, you know, how much it varies. Right. It, it's nice to be able to, we went to um, Kentucky to Elk Creek. Elk Creek and it took me two days just to figure out how to shoot under my feet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that's totally different, different when you're a flatlander. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what about you, Paul? Is there is there one big event you think as a couple that ought to put on a calendar for the year? You know, it, the we've been to the Gamil Cup a couple times in Nashville, and I mean, as a couple, it's really hard to beat that one because you're 30 minutes from Nashville. The, the club is 30 minutes from downtown Nashville, so there's plenty of places to stay at, you know, there's tons of things to do and shows to watch and you name it. I mean, as a couple, that one's pretty hard to beat. You know, it's not a crazy far drive. And I mean, everything is there and they do a great job year after year. They do a great job. I mean, you know, and I would say also the night shoot, I mean, it's hard to not, Oh yeah. Hard to not plug the night shoot, you know. (laughs) Well, guys, I don't even think of that as a tournament, though, because it's so much fun. Right. <laughs> oh, that's more of a social gathering with a shotgun. Right. That's, yes. Yep. And, and, and you, talk about making somebody comfortable. I mean, if, you, if you're not comfortable at the night shoot, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, speaking of night shoot, you guys said you shot the uh, Cosmic Clays. Um, and for people wondering, anybody that's following uh, Griffin Howe, he had a really cool post um, about shooting. It was Basically, it was like shooting under black lights, and the clays were all illuminated. It was really cool. Yeah, like fluorescent uh, black yeah, light paint or whatever on just, them. Just, I'm just throwing this out there. There's no names mentioned whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's not any clubs mentioned whatsoever. But mm-hmm. I, a birdie, a small little birdie, told me that that is coming to a certain place <laughs> at a certain time in Ohio. So, Are um, you kidding me? I'm not. Are you kidding? You're not starting rumors, are you? I have... I have no responsibilities here whatsoever. We're not going to get so. any angry phone calls as soon as we hang dinner up. dinner with that certain person last night. I, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> we better... Alleged. Sh- Alleged person. Alleged. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly, yes. Gotcha. So, along with some other fun side events coming for that same shoot. So, anyway... <laughs> Bring it on. I may or may not have been told about a possibility of a Calcutta or not at the same event. So, you know, hey, I'm just throwing ideas you're out just, there. You're, okay. just, you're just throwing stuff out there, I'm huh? Just, it's stuff that I may or may not have heard. I cannot officially announce. So, so. Well, whether people admit it or not, shooters are gamblers at heart. So. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, I mean, it, that feeds right into the addiction. Hey, listen, anybody that spends ten grand on a gun – $150 on a flat of shells, a $100 entry fee for the chance of winning 50 bucks is a gambler. Okay? You better believe it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Take yeah. my money. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. do I sign up? So, yeah, we line up and throw our money at them. Yes, we right. do. Yes, but we do. It, in my mind and in Sean's mind, it's the greatest game in the whole world. And, Heck and yeah. I know you guys agree with us. But Paul and Roseanne, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys, whether it's here on the podcast or otherwise. Anything you guys need, you know, we're uh, just a phone call away. Well, thank you. Always big supporters of you guys. Yep. Well, and we appreciate you guys too. I tell you, I mean, we've said it very humble. We're very humbled to be on the podcast. Oh, well, listen, we've told people time and time again, there are so many great people in this sport and we're so glad we got to meet you guys. I know early on Roseanne gave Jason some fits when we first got in the sport. He's like, who's this Roseanne Parker? She beat me by two birds or whatever. And you know, (laughs) and then you get to, then you get to know the, we get to know who you are and we're like, 
She's great. She's fantastic. You know, I mean, it's just, it's so weird how this whole sport works yeah. out. Yeah, everybody's competitive, but everybody's friends. And that's that's yeah. what's so great about it. Uh, yeah, I think the first year we shot the night shoot was 2017, I think it was. And, like, Roseanne and I, the whole year, were like a bird apart, it seemed like, at every single tournament we were at. And then all of a sudden, she rips off this, like, ten birds ahead of everybody's <laughs> score. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> So yeah, I yeah. think he had some more angry words other than just oh, what is man. this, but yeah. whatever. So, so put put that under your hat, Roseanne. <laughs> well, I'm chasing you now, so uh, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. It's it's flipped a little bit, but I have a fear that it's it's short lived. So I'm gonna yes, yes. just but. enjoy it while you can. <laughs> well, hey hey guys, listen, we really appreciate it. Um, we'll we'll let you guys get at it. Um, we hope y'all had a merry Christmas, and we wish you a very great New Year. And cannot wait to run into you guys again at another shoot. All right, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. All right, you guys take care. Thanks for coming on. All right, Thank bye. you. Bye. All right. Well, I tell you what, two of the nicest people other than the Parkers is the Prukas. And I tell you what, uh, it's been great getting to know them over the years. And uh, they definitely get out and travel together. You see them all the time at all the yeah. shoots. Especially uh, up here in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. They travel a lot. And uh, their dog, uh, is it Layla? I think it's Layla. The uh, the prettiest pit bull. <laughs> She's the biggest baby ever. She's the biggest baby. Any dog oh my gets goodness. her the nail, toenails painted. I'm telling you what, for the different uh, holidays, uh, she. I, I imagine she's just a little spoiled. Uh, yeah, just yeah, a little spoiled. I bet so. But, uh, <laughs> well, hey, everyone. Thank you again to all of our sponsors. Um, hey, listen, we have got a huge, 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 huge list of questions for the coaches. Okay? Don Grant, John Woolley, Bill Elliott, Corey Cruz, Brad Kidd Jr., Kevin DeMichael, Chad Roberts, and... David Radulovich. Yep. All those guys are going to be coming on the show this year to answer your questions. So write to us, get it into us. We'll post something up on our dead pair uh, Facebook page. Uh, get those questions in. Let's get them asked and we'll get them on the show. Absolutely. And until next time, Sean, see us back here on the dead pair podcast.